Welcome to Invisible Talks, where the truth, different perspectives, and stories are discussed with invisible voices. Media outlets varying using anonymous sources. There's no such thing as off the record, but here on Invisible Talks, all of our stories are off the record. If you're good, put the pieces together. I'm your host, Tyra Elin, recording in the Podcast Town studio. I want to hear your story and perspective to make my life better. I'm tuned in. All right. We're living in a day and time where nothing is hidden anymore. And our next anonymous guest understands that everything is in front of the streets. In today's world, social media and news outlets, they note of your opinion, your lack of sincerity, your life, even if you don't want them to. And sometimes your kids' lives. So everyone has access. And so we're rewinding back with this guest to being an influencer during COVID-19. How does one manage mental health, being whole, being mindful? And she says the answer to the challenge is very simple. It's remaining authentic. Let's take a listen. So I grew up in Seattle, Washington. I have a little sister and I grew up in a, I would say like a middle class um, family with my mom and dad. Um, My dad is Japanese and my mom is Chinese and, um, I would say like my mental health journey kind of stems from when I was in third grade, my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer and um, for a, I don't even know what age I was at that time, but that whole experience of kind of being told that your parent might not live and um, that being presented to you at such a young age, um, it definitely takes a toll on you. And um, from, I am so sorry. That's fine. Um, from that, that's kind of where I started to deal with, um, you know, feeling like I was alone and having to deal with issues on my own. Um, and of that is where, I started to feel like I was like struggling with my mental health. Um, Growing up, we were kind of taught like you don't really talk about your problems um, just because there's so many other things and bigger issues that are going on in the world. And also, you know, for me, it was like, I just didn't feel like my problems were as big as, you know, my mom's life at risk. And so for those reasons and what I was kind of taught growing up, um, I suppressed a lot of those um, issues with my, myself and, you know, the thoughts that I was having. And I don't know if it's like a thing with like minority families, but I know that a lot of times, like um, I know, especially like within the Asian culture, it's, I don't want to say it was down upon, but it's kind of like, there's maybe something wrong with you if you have like mental health problems and things like that. And because of that, like stereotype and stigma, you know, I kind of shied away from being very open with my mental um, health. And so that's really where I believe everything stems from. And then, um, you know, obviously just growing up, there was just different things um, that, that affected that as well. At what age or, like, at what moment did you realize that you were 
kind of drowning in silence? Like, was there an experience? Was there, like, an exact moment where you kind of looked around and said, wow, this may be going downhill for me? Um, I would definitely say it was when I was pretty young, you know. Um, it was really traumatizing for me. I'm not going to lie. There was my mom and dad really thought that it would really help me to put me in support group. And I, I, I'm not mad at them for it, but it definitely, I think, was very traumatizing. Um, and it was a support group where it was like young kids. They made me and my sister go, and I would literally cry every time they would make me go. And it was like we would sit in these groups, and that's where I feel, I feel like even like how I am now with like not talking about, you know, my problems and how I feel is because of that trauma. And um, I've never really talked about it, but like I said, support group was like for young kids and young adults to obviously come together and support each other whose parents were dealing with cancer. And um, I, it, was, it was one support group that I had to go to where we had to write a letter to our parents as if they um, they had died or they were about to die. And like to this day, saying that out loud makes me want to cry because it's like, that was so traumatizing for me to just have to do that. And I would never, ever, like maybe it works for some people, but in, from my standpoint, that would, I would never make my child or anybody that I know have, like do that. I don't see how that helps me at all. Um, for me, it was very traumatizing. And then we had to give it to our parents to my mom to read and I remember her being so sad and she still has letters to the city and for some reason she thinks it's very powerful but for me it's like I don't ever want to see that letter or talk about it um and from there it was just like you know like I said my mom was on a ton of medication and again the thing was like Casey there's bigger problems than your problems you know what I mean even though my problems stem from my mom having you know breast cancer and having to deal with that emotional trauma it was always still like your mom could be dying. You know what I mean? So you need to kind of suck it up. And so I would just say from my third grade and like going through middle school and high school, you know, and, you know, like I said, my mom, they told me my mom only had a year to live, but she's good now. Like she's remission. She's been remission for over 10 years, but just the thought of, you know, you know, she has a higher chance of not living just because she has breast cancer. You know what I mean? And then, like I said, just those things that I was taught and, and what I feel like was trauma at such a young age is what has affected me, you know, in my adult life with my mental health. It's so interesting you say that about the group because I did a group um, and it was, I was, I was in college and it was for young adults whose parents had addiction and I could feel every piece of what you just said because I went in there like with an open mind, like-minded individuals, like this will be healthy. I'll actually have like a space to breathe. And it was the complete opposite. Like I promised myself I would never go back just because it was counterproductive. Like if there is a conversation that needs to be had, that's one thing, but it was just everyone like going through, you know, misery more so than like finding a way to move forward. So I definitely, I definitely experienced that with a small group. Um, and I know there are some programs that there's hope, not saying that all small groups are ineffective, but just being mindful of like what that looks like. And so your mom's still being alive. Do you find yourself, the little girl in you, being triggered often about um, or being triggered often falling into a depression, knowing that this is 
still like in her body to a certain extent. Like there's still a possibility that the cancer could come back. Does that trigger any form of depression or anxiety for you today? Um, I suffer from anxiety and um, anxiety is something that runs in my family, um, especially my mom's side and depression like runs on my dad's side. I don't, I don't know if I would say I suffer with depression, but I definitely suffer with anxiety, which sometimes results in like me being depressed, but it's never gotten too extreme on the depression side. Um, and so for me, um, it's not so much that I've really been afraid of the cancer just because it's been so long. Obviously, I'm not being you know naive to the situation or being ignorant to it. But um, my biggest thing now is like, you know, now because, she, you know, when she was going through cancer, she had her lymph nodes removed um, and she's been hospitalized because of small things like paper cuts and things like that because her body, you know, doesn't have to to fight, you know, little things like that. And so because I know that there's so many things that can be so like minuscule and so little that can affect her health so much and not even just being cancer, it does you know, kind of gives me a little bit of anxiety and, you know, especially us right now during a pandemic and going through COVID, you know, I just, it's, it's hard for me because I, I really haven't seen my parents since um, COVID started. Like I've been around them. I was around them for Christmas because I quarantined for 14 days, but just the thought that like, you know, I, I am, I'm, I don't want to say that I'm active, but I mean, I have been around people and, you know, the, the fact that I could potentially, you know, if I were to come in contact with her, you know, not that I have it, but, you know, if I was asymptomatic or something like that, or I just could never forgive myself. And so there's a lot of anxiety around that. And, you know, they go to the grocery store and they go, you know, they hung out with a couple of their friends who, you know, don't leave the house. And even still then I get really bad anxiety about it just because I know that, you know, a small paper cut could, you know, really affect her health. And so something like potentially getting COVID, you know what I mean, or something else. Um, so it's not necessarily just my fear with cancer. It's just my fear with her health in general. Right. And holistic health being like so important. How are, how do you balance that? Because knowing or having a parent that deals, um, that is diagnosed with different mental health issues there, it looks different for everything. Right. So we've specifically talked about your mom, but I mean, you have your career, like there are so many other categories, right. Um, where anxiety could creep in, how do you respond and combat um, this daily? Um, I've tried to work a couple of different things um, into, like, my daily routines, um, you know, that I didn't really do before or I, I would say maybe, like, I took for granted, you know, just even simple things like at night trying to, you know, shut off my phone at a certain time and, you know, have it charge me in another room. Like just little things like that, little changes, you know, or when I wake up, the first thing I do is not grab my phone. Um, even things like I live in Seattle, so seasonal depression is like a real thing. Um, and it used to be something that really, really bothered me. Um, and things like light therapy have been very helpful, which I really didn't think that it would. Um, but because we, you know, people that live in Washington really lack like vitamin D and things like that and getting like the proper sunlight um light therapy has been very helpful so like I have like a light therapy alarm clock that actually really helps me with like waking up and starting my day off right you know on a good note um and then just taking you know my whole life pretty much right now is like on social media and that gets very overwhelming at times and just taking a break from it and you know understanding that it's okay to take a step back because like kind of like 
I've gotten caught up in that and I'm like, okay, I have to, you know, stay active, to stay relevant, to keep my insights up and you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, my mental health is so much more important than that. Um, and, and I, and I feel like people can appreciate that and people can understand. And I just forget that because I feel like I have to constantly keep up and, you know, stay active with that. But social media breaks and just breaks off of my phone and things like that are just very therapeutic for me. Um, as well as like writing in a journal and really putting things down on paper. Cause I feel like it's like releasing from my body when I put it on paper and it's like letting it go. Um, but those are just some of the things that I've implemented in my daily life that have really helped me. Yeah. That's you hit on the nail where I was going to go next about, you know, your influencer and there are always eyes on influencers and just trying to, see what the next hot item is or gauge what their lifestyle is like. Do you ever feel pressure? Um, I know you said you want to keep up with the times and, like, stay relevant, but does the pressure change? Do you feel like there are things you need to do to step up your game to get different sponsors, or are you just content with being your authentic self? Or do you feel like you have to bend at times? Um. I try to remain as, like, authentic as possible um you know and and it does kind of get overwhelming at times just because it's like there's so many people that are you know becoming influencers and things like that right now so it's like trying to stay relevant but I feel like where I've succeeded and this is just my personal opinion and it's not in any kind of like cocky way or anything like that but I feel like I've always been very authentic to myself and who I am like on and off social media obviously social media thinks that they get me a hundred percent, but they really only get me like 25, you know what I mean? Um, Which I think is very important. Um, But I think authenticity has what kept me so level-headed in it. Cause I've seen influencers like come and go, you know, I've seen influencers hit a peak and then drop. And in, in my opinion, and just talking to other people and, you know, hearing what they have to say about my social media, I feel like that's like the one thing that I can say that's been like the common, um, you know, thing that said is like I, I like I said, I feel like everything that I post and and you know promote and things like that is is very authentic and it's so it's not really hard to keep up or try to you know do things that aren't you know true to me because I feel like everything that I put out there is is me. You know what I mean? So I'm not trying to keep up with some, uh, an image that isn't me or pretending to be someone on social media where when I turn off my phone, that's not me anymore. You know what I mean? So it's very easy to, you know, do what I do because I've kept such an authentic image. And, and that's my opinion. You know what I mean? People could, you know, definitely, you know, try to say that that's otherwise, but, you know, my close friends and family who know me, you know, know what it is. And so... And I think that's at all levels, regardless if it's um, a million followers or a hundred followers, like the people closest to you know that. Mm-hmm. And what advice, because I think the times are so different. Like I think about how when I was in high school, Facebook was starting to be the hot thing and we were excited to be able to have a Facebook account. But now, like even having kids, raising them in a space where social media is the way it's the conversation building community you're learning about all social issues out there in the world you're being exposed Mm -hmm. that you may not have been or your parents may not have been exposed Mm -hmm. early what advice would you give um, young girls who are looking up to you in terms of like the balance and what it means to be influenced in a positive way and the importance of just like being you and not necessarily doing it for the likes of the box yeah um 
I think really, again, the word goes back to being just very authentic, being yourself. Um, because like I said, once you're, you know, if you're portraying exactly who you are on social media, like you don't have to try to pretend to be somebody, you know, different in real life. Um, and that takes a lot of stress off of people, you know, and, and I, I think it's very important that, you know, like you stand up for what you believe and especially, you know, people that have a platform, I think it's very important that, you know, we speak up on, on things like, you know, social injustice and all the things that are going on in the world right now. You know what I mean? Um, and, and for everybody, and I, and I, this is like my biggest advice to people too, is like everybody's, um, deals with things differently. Um, everybody voices their opinion differently. Um, and I think that it's really important to remember that whatever works for you works for you. You know what I mean? It's not going to please everybody, but you just really can't let negative people or negative things, especially that are said on social media, because you're so accessible on social media. People can really say whatever they want from behind a keyboard. You know what I mean? And it's really important just to not to understand that it's, you can't really take things personal. And, you know, that comes with time and, you know, like, for me, it used to bother me when I'd see negative comments, but it, I think it's just really important. Like I said, and it goes back to just, you know, your friends and your family and the people around you know your heart. And that, that's really important to keep in mind um, and, and and not to, you know, get off track. But, you know, like I said, back to the stuff with, you know, you, you bring it up, like how do you deal with, you know, seeing all of the, the things that are going on in the world just being presented to you on social media. And it goes back to taking a break, taking a step back, and again, speaking up however you feel necessary um, mm -hmm. and, and whatever works for you. You know what I mean? Some people are very vocal. Some people aren't as vocal, but that doesn't mean that they support any more or less. You know what I mean? And so for everybody, it looks different. And just, just not to be pressured into anything on social media. That was solid. I think that's a perfect way to wrap up the interview, you know, the advice and respect that there are so many different perspectives. Only we are walking in our shoes, right? Mm -hmm. And so to be open, to hear other perspectives and be open to people doing things differently and still loving them anyway or still supporting their business anyway, still, um, you know, showing love. So that was solid and, and necessary because I just look at the next generation. I'm like, my kids are going to be so different from me, Lord. Absolutely. But um, I think it's a blessing and a curse for that, too. Sorry to interrupt you. You yeah. know what I mean? Because I feel like, you know, there's a lot of things that our generation is, like, being able to teach, like, the older generation. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. everything is, like, put on – nothing's really being hidden anymore. You know what I mean? Like, everything is on Front Street. Um, you know, everything is being, you know, confronted, you know, now. And, right. and like, for my parents, you know, like, they obviously were born in a different time. Even even us growing up, you know what I mean? Like social media wasn't really like a huge thing, you know? Like our thing for getting news, like, okay, if we sat down and watched TV with our parents or happened to read the newspaper with them, you know what I mean? Like that was our source of getting news. And because everything is so accessible now, you know what I mean? Like I think there's lots of things that our generation can teach the older generation and then, you know, to the younger generation can teach us. And I just think it's, just so important for the younger generation to understand that just social media is not life. You know, even though that's what it seems like right now, it's it's definitely important to separate themselves from, you know, the phone, social media, get outside, enjoy. You know what I mean? Like, and I feel like that's just what the younger generation lacks. But again, there's also things that they could teach us that, you know, 
we didn't, you know, have growing up too. So yeah, that's that's solid though. Every generation is teaching the next, and obviously everybody gets to that fifty or sixty, and sometimes they get stubborn and stuck in their ways. But there's always something to be learned. It's, right. Just watching older people get on their phones and and try to figure out how to do some of all of the tech savvy, especially with COVID, everything online has been a game changer because had we not been exposed to it, everyone will be lost on how to right. navigate this new system. Mm-hmm. So that that's a good point. But yeah, I'll any closing thoughts that you want to, whether it's social media, mental wholeness, anything you want to wrap up with? Um, I just wanna stress that to people, um that nobody's mental health journey is the same and it's okay. Like it's mental health and mental awareness. There's, there's nothing, they they should not be ashamed of it at all or to speak on it um, or not to speak on it. Like I said, everyone's journey is different. Everyone deals with it on their own time and that's okay. And don't let anybody ever force you. If you're not ready, you're not ready, you know? And so, like I said, everyone's path is different. Whenever you're ready to talk about it, however you deal with it, that's that that's on you and, and it's okay. If it works for you, it works for you. And so that that's kind of the advice I would give to my younger self. Um and so it it you know, hearing it from other people and, you know, people telling me like, you know, whenever you're ready is okay, you know, and not being and not having it forced upon me and that that's probably the thing that's helped me the most. And so that was what's kind of been told to me and I just kinda of wanna stress that to, you know, everybody else and and just because you don't see somebody dealing with something, that doesn't mean they're not dealing with stuff behind closed doors. So be kind. That's all we've got for today's episode here at Podcast Town Studio. These stories, they connect us. The ultimate question, what was the journey like to freedom? Wait, freedom is agreeing to disagree, different perspectives, healing from within, all because life and legacy are complex. We see people everywhere, but do we really see them? Their thoughts, griefs, pain, or struggles? To be strong is to heal. If your heart is broken, you'll find God right there. If you're kicked in the gut, he will help you catch your breath. Remember to breathe. You're stronger than you think. Make sure you stay connected by following us on Facebook and Instagram at Invisible Talks Podcast. Until next time, I'm your host, Tyra Elam.